With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Moment I've been waiting on. And my soul is overflowing. With anxieties and expectations. Full of desire. Oh, I just want it so bad. So real It's right there Just wanna reach out and touch it For what all disappears Sometimes It feels like Everything Is passing me by Every now and then It's feeling like my ship has gone and sailed away But I, I gotta be strong Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in Network. 
Hopefully he calls in soon. But if not, we're going to keep it rolling. We know that it's Halloween. We know that it's the last day of the month. We know that you guys have a lot going on. So if nothing else, I really want to say thank you to everyone who constantly and consistently tunes into this show. Uh, Tammy and I can't thank you enough for your support, for the love that you show us each and every Monday. Uh, for those of you guys listening um, online, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but we just can't seem to get the chat uh, the chat working. Um, maybe it's just me, but for whatever reason, I uh, can't get the chat working. So if you're listening online and you do have a question or comment, uh, please reach me through social media. Um, if you want to uh, do it through Facebook, please do it through Facebook. Uh, just make sure that you tag me so that I get an alert. And if you want to stay anonymous, uh, you are more than welcome to do so. You don't have to announce uh, who you are, where you're from, or anything like that. Question or comment. But we want everyone to feel welcome and to feel uh, safe on this show. So we do allow um, our listeners to be anonymous um, if if that's what you choose. If you're on Twitter, uh, just tag me at RodneyJordan4. And that way I'll get your alerts on Twitter. I know I did invite uh, a few organizations based on uh, the topic of tonight's show. So if you are a new listener, the number for the show is 818-691-7406. Again, the number is 818-691-7406. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there before I even get started with our uh, usual things. The topic is very different. Um, It's very controversial. And over the past few years, it it has really sparked a uh, debate. It has, uh, I guess, ruined friendships. It has caused people to um, view others in a negative light. It has done so much damage, from what I've seen, um, to our society, just because, um, as you guys have probably witnessed and observed, you are not allowed to have a a different opinion. Um if you have a different opinion, um, sometimes if it is not a politically correct opinion, you may find yourself on the outside looking in. And that usually happens uh, with controversy. So if you looked at tonight's topic, we're talking about gender-neutral gender homecomings. Um, and so anything related to um, someone's sexuality tends to bring about division, tends to bring about division. And I've watched relationships, friendships, uh, just come to an end. I've watched family members fight and bicker. Um, I've watched p- 
people who have been friends for 5, 10, 15 years in their friendships over a difference of opinion. Um, so tonight's topic, uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, and I'll even go ahead and share this story. I was sharing with my wife when she was uh, driving home tonight um, that someone be upset that I invited them to tune in to tonight's show. And I don't know if they realized that it was a radio show. I don't know if they read the description. Um, I'm really just um, at a loss for words when it comes to why they were so upset, but they posted a very um, nasty message on the on the event page on Facebook to the point where I had to delete the uh, delete the post because, um, as you guys know, uh, the way Tim and I work is, you know. We we are all about change. We're all about transformation. And so certain language, meaning profanity, or you want to use the N-word and things like that, there's just no tolerance for that um, on this show. Um, and so I had to I had to delete the, the post. But then also after reading the post, um, I did reach out to the individual um, and I don't know if they're listening or, you know, someone's listening who may, um, you know, uh, have some connection or communication with them and want to share with them. Tammy and I do this each and every Monday unless we decide, uh, you know, it's a holiday, let's take this Monday off or, hey, we've been going for this many Mondays straight, let's just allow the people to catch up on a previous show. We do this each and every Monday, time, same station. And so when we send out an invite, we just send it out to everyone. Um, and I see that we, we're having callers uh, tune in. So uh, callers, stay, stay right there with us. Uh, we hope that you'll uh, chime in. But when we send out an invite, the invite goes to everyone um, on our friends list on social media or wherever we may post it. And we never invite people to listen to our show or to be a part of the conversation or to be a guest because we think that you fit a certain role. Unless we reach out to you and say, hey, we know that you're an expert in this area, so would you mind being our special guest? But there is never any cruel intent behind us inviting people uh, to listen to our show. And I don't know why the person got upset, but, I mean, it, it, it got to the point where they even defraced me on Facebook. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there. So for, for those of you who are listening to our show, please know that we are only trying to generate discussion about given topics. Um, so don't ever feel offended. Um, if you are invited to listen to our show, because that's just what we do. Uh, we invite everyone. But again, it's a nice topic. we got another good one for you. Uh, we're so glad that you guys um, 
got the kids out the way early. You went trick or treating uh, with the kids, let them put on their costumes. I saw uh, quite a few on Facebook today. Uh, kids heading out to go trick or treating. We hope that everyone made it home safely, um, and there was no crazy, uh, no craziness going on out there in the streets, no matter where you are. And we do realize that uh, you know everybody's on a different time, uh, different time zone, so there may still be people out there trick or treating. So we, we hope that you guys um, are being safe out there. We hope that you're protecting your kids out there. But for those of you guys who are tuned into the show, we really, really, really want to say thank you. Uh, because, again, um, tonight is Halloween. We are eight days away from the election, which we're going to talk about next Monday. Um, you got Monday night football. There's so many things going on, and then, you know, people just have their personal problems, you know. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in. I don't think uh, we say that enough, and so I wanted to definitely put that out there. But the nice topic is a rather interesting one. And I came across this last week, towards the end of the uh end of last week. And I, I I just really thought that it would be a great discussion starter. Um because I know that there are so many different opinions. Before I read the show description and, and we dive into this conversation I just want to put it out there that if you are someone who gets uh, easily offended, this show is not for you. It, like like I've seen on, on social media, if you are easily butthurt, you may want to just wait um, before you tune into a show because there may be people um, who, who chime in to tonight's discussion who don't necessarily agree with you. We are not about being politically correct. We are about people sharing things, whether it be fact or opinion, that is going to educate the next person, that is going to open the eyes of the next person, that is going to help people see a different perspective. Whether you change or not, our goal is always transformation and improvement. That's always our goal. Whether those things happen or not, at least you get to hear a different perspective. And that's what we're all about. And so if you are a very sensitive person, if this topic is a sensitive one for you, I don't necessarily know that this is the right platform for you. We hope that you'll stay on because you just might hear something that may um, bless you or may, may add to your life even if you don't agree with it. So we always want you guys to stay on. However, if you're just one of those people that you can't handle it, uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that you may just want to tune out this one um, because of how controversial and sensitive this subject is. And so, again, when you're ready to comment or question or ask a question, Please press the number one. Uh, take your your call uh, in the order that it was received. So let's just go ahead and dive right into this. It says, according to a recent Washington Post article, Bethesda Chevy Chase High School in Montgomery County, Maryland, 
chose to adopt a gender-neutral homecoming court this year. Students in each grade voted for two classmates from a ballot of finalists, with the top vote-getters crowned as as, uh, the school's homecoming football game, which happened on October 7th of this year. The Student Government Association president, Jacob Raines, and Student Government Association, you guys may know it by the acronym SGA, he said it provides an opportunity for all students to be involved in something that was exclusionary. It is really not our job, especially with a gender-neutral and transgender population at BCC, the high school, to tell people that boys have to be kings and girls have to be queens. Who are we to put people into those categories? At Madison High School in Wisconsin, students from its Gay-Straight Alliance launched a petition urging the change. So this is not the first time it happening in Maryland. It also happened in Wisconsin. And it says, and more than 1,000 students and staff members signed on said Beth Thompson, who is the principal of that school. So here's what we want to talk about tonight. You guys, knowing the national controversy surrounding this topic, we want to know where you stand as a student or as a child, if you're listening as a student or a child. If you're a parent or adult, where do you stand? As an educator, teacher, uh, Anyone, bus driver, anyone who works with kids, administrator, politician, community leader, where do you stand on this um, new practice? How do you feel about this idea versus the traditional practice of a male king and a female queen? We definitely want to hear from you guys tonight. So please don't be shy. Please don't be afraid to comment. Um, I'm going to start by saying this. And again, the call-in number is 818-691-7406. And when you call the number, uh, press the number one. And that way I'll know you have a question or a comment. But I'm going to start by saying this. I think that this is a very um, touchy subject, regardless of which side you're on, Um, because in our society today, if you don't take the politically correct route, you could end up in a lot of trouble. You could end up in a lot of trouble um, at your job. You can end up in a lot of trouble in the media. Um, like I said before, friends, family may um, disown you or treat you differently. So it's a very touch, touchy subject. And what I've noticed is that there are a lot of people who tend to um, go in the way that they are expected to. And I don't necessarily know if they agree with certain things. Uh, 
because I can't speak for them, but it seems like people go in the politically correct route um, because privately people will tell me all types of things, but I've noticed publicly people tend to get quiet, and I think it's because they don't want to offend anyone opinion or what's in their heart and their job, they're going to choose their job. If it's between their beliefs and um, their family, they're going to choose their family. If it's their beliefs and their business or relationships with friends, they're going to take that route. But if they don't think or if they know that no one is listening, they'll tell you how they really feel. And so I'm going to just go ahead and, 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 and just put it out there. So I'm a school teacher, uh, for those of you guys who don't know. I teach uh, fifth and sixth graders. So my kids are anywhere between 10 and I've had kids as old as 13 in the sixth grade, but as young as 10 years old in fifth grade. And under no circumstances will I discriminate against my students, under no circumstances. Um, I teach a diverse population, but I don't go digging and want to know um, personal or intimate things about things sometimes come up and you and you learn things about uh, kids or their families or where they're from and things like that. Um, but under no circumstances do I judge them, do I discriminate, um, or anything like that. Um, primarily because, to me, regardless of what's going on um, in their lives, they're still children. And because of that, no matter what their beliefs are, no matter how they're being raised, no matter what decisions they make, I still treat them the same way. Um, so as a teacher, how I am, um, because culturally I have a lot of differences um, with my students, but that's okay to me. Um, we don't necessarily uh, come from the same backgrounds. We don't. Um, I may not share the same values as them, but at the end of the day, they know hey, this, this classroom, our teacher, is all about respect. Um, when it comes to specifically LGBT, um, I treat it just like I do when it comes to politics or religion. I don't let my kids discuss religion in my, in my classes. I don't let them discuss politics because, to me, I think it's just a a door that you just don't want to open. Um, and then there are certain laws that, that, that prevent it anyway. So that's me as a teacher. Um, and if there are any educators listening, uh, please feel free to chime in. When it comes to uh, the, the whole notion of uh, lesbian or gay or, or any of that stuff, and I got married at last July, um, this past July, and we said that we would wait, you know, at least a year 
uh, maybe two, and just try to enjoy each other, whatever, uh, before we started having kids. But I'm going to be honest, and feel free to jump right in here. Again, question number one. Now eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six and press the number one. But I just, I just got to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to raise my son if we have one. I'm going to raise him um, to think that there is a possibility that he's a girl. Um. I'm not going to survey him. Um, I'm not going to present him with the uh, with, with with a whole lot of things that are going to say, hey, maybe you were born gay. I'm not going to do that to him. I'm not going to do that to my daughter. I'm not going to say, hey, may, maybe you were born gay. As a parent, I'm not going to do that. Um, I know that there's a big push for that now. For, for parents to do that, um, and even in schools, there's a big push. Um, you know, this is becoming, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, this is becoming a part of your child's education, your child's curriculum, where, hey, there is a chance that you are probably gay or lesbian or bisexual. This is being pushed into the schools now. And so much so that they're teaching incest now at a very early age. They're teaching, um, you know, about uh, homosexuality. And anyone will tell you, I'm all about awareness now. I'm all about awareness. I've sat in meetings, not at my school, but I've sat in, like, national meetings or state meetings where I, I feel like, Homosexuality is forced into the schools more so than heterosexuality. Like the same way I'm not going to encourage my students who are boys to go out and kiss girls, I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do that when it comes to boys and boys or girls and girls. I just you know, to me there's a time and a place for everything. And so I'm not going to say, hey, hey, let's explore, let's 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 look let's look at this a little deeper. Let's question. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that as a teacher. I'm not going to do that as um, as a parent. I'm just not going to do that. But there are people who are. If something were to happen to me. Or something were to happen to my wife, I hope that neither one of us would would say, "Hey, force this two moms thing or force this two dads." There are people who do. I respect your opinion, and by all means, again, call in, press number one. I love being educated, but that's not that's just not something that I go that 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 I'm about. Um, and so for me, it's a struggle. Now you may ask, well, what if your child comes home one day and says, Hey, I'm gay. For those of you who are listening, if you say that you would, 
or if you would, you know, fuss them out or, you know, try to convince them otherwise, if you are that person, I'd like to know why. Why would you try to talk them out of it? If they have said, hey, this is who I am, why would you try to talk them out of it? Me? I, I would love them the same if they came home and said, hey, if my son came home and said, hey, this is my girlfriend. And that takes me to my next point. Even if I'm a certain way, and in, and in this case, I'm not homosexual. But I know that there that there are people who are homosexual. Doesn't bother me. That's that's their life. That's their choice. I treat it the same way I do when it comes to drug dealers. I'm not a drug dealer. I don't look at them differently than I do people who are drug dealers. Because I don't choose to adapt a certain way of life doesn't mean that I judge the people who do. Because to me, that takes away something that I believe God gave all of us, gave all of us, and that's free will. I think God gave all of us free will. And you don't have to answer to me for the choices that you make, and vice versa comes in. And again, the number is eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Press the number one if you have a question or comment. For some reason, I can't get the chat up. Uh, so if you're listening online, please uh, call in eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six and press the number one. You do not have to give your name. Um, but here's where I think um, controversial things like this open doors that we may not want open or create um, other opportunities that we may not want in our society. Think about homosexuality. People have been homosexual for ages, but now we've gotten to a point where uh, there are laws being passed, um, and then if you ever hear anyone, um, especially on you know in public or in the media conversations in public, um, anyone who speaks against homosexuality, they don't have to say anything bad or vicious or or hateful. Say, hey, I don't believe in that, or hey, I believe in a man and a woman. You should see how those people, if you haven't already, are just ridiculed for what they believe. In our society, you're not allowed to, you can believe anything you want, but you're just not allowed to say certain things. And in 2016, you cannot say that you don't believe in homosexuality or equality for homosexuals. You cannot say that in our society. People who do have to say it in private, have to keep it to themselves, and if they're ever asked, like in a platform like tonight, they're ever asked how they feel about this about this subject, they have to consider who's listening. 
Me, I think that's a problem because I feel like no matter what your opinion is, you should be able to express it. For example, I'm going to take you guys back a couple of years. Think back to Donald Sterling, the the former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. People were so upset when they heard that tape of him telling, I think it was his girlfriend, of him making racial comments. He was mad that she was hanging out with Magic Johnson. Don't want her hanging around black people. Said all these things. And then people started coming out of the woodworks. Oh, man. He's been racist for years. He's done this. He's done that. I got in trouble with people. Because my thing to them was, whether you like it or not, that man has every right to be racist. He he does. That's just the bottom line. He has every right to be racist. He has every right to dislike who he who he wants to dislike. That's his prerogative. If if it were meant for everyone to be perfect, if we if it were meant for everyone to love and to do the right thing, guess what? The devil would have never been thrown out of heaven. It, 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 it's just people can do whatever they want. Now, what happens because of their actions or their words, that just depends on who's in control. But notice, yeah, the devil was thrown out of heaven, but God never changed who Satan was, never changed who he was. Because if we did, we wouldn't have all this stuff going on now or in the past. Things may happen to you because there are going to be consequences, but people can't change who you are on the inside. And I would rather know that somebody's racist than to have them smiling in my face with my skin. So when I think about homosexuality, guess what? Not everybody is going to agree with it. But wouldn't you rather know how somebody feels? Wouldn't you rather know that? And so I think with topics like these, you've got to think about what else can happen because of this. And I think that when we start getting into changing laws, and changing traditions like that. I'm not saying don't consider it or evaluate it. Because every you can look at anything. Doesn't mean you have to change it, but they look at laws all the time. But think about this, you guys. And I'm gonna deal with homecoming first. Let's say I'm a parent has come out of the closet. Well, let's say I don't know this. Let's say I don't know these things. I, I don't know that my child, is, I, I don't know that my son, you know, wants to be identified as a female. Let's say I don't know this. I don't want to find out at homecoming 
I'd rather find out by my son uh, having these feelings and just coming home and saying, hey, Dad, like, we need to talk. Or, hey, Dad, you know, this is uh, going through my mind or this is what's in my heart. How would you feel as a parent if you went to a homecoming? And there, I'm sure there are people who say, hey, I, I'm okay with it. I don't want to find out like that. So that's one thing. The other thing is, suppose the child, the other child in the in the homecoming court, suppose they are a boy who identifies as being a boy, and he's just been announced as the homecoming king. But then female who says, hey, I want to be the queen. So you have two boys up there. One of them identifies as being a female. I get that we're trying to protect the student who identifies as a female, but what about the kid who doesn't? What about the kid who says, hey, I don't look like that? Is it fair to him that he has to stand up there you are the homecoming king with this boy race. And see, I think that creates two, I think that creates a new set of problems. And so while we're trying to accept kids and trying to teach kids about sexuality and uh, gender identification and all of these things, we're not thinking about everyone in my opinion, because what about the kids who don't identify? We're saying, hey, you know, when it comes to bullying, you know, kids should feel safe. True. But let's flip it. Suppose I'm that that kid who, you know, I'm a boy and I identify as a boy, and I'm going to get bullied if I'm standing up there and they're saying king and king or king and queen and the queen is really a boy, what about the repercussions for me? Suppose I'm going to have to deal with bullying because of that. It 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 creates other opportunities that aren't necessarily that aren't necessarily good opportunities for other people. Now Let's take it a step further. Suppose when we get into this whole conversation, what to do when boys start to say, hey, so I don't just love this girl. I love this girl and this girl over here. Are we going to accept that too? Because if we can't tell people who they love, and that may be a whole nother conversation or another radio show, but if we're not, but if we can't tell people who they love, and we're saying, "Hey, he may have been born gay. Hey, she may have been born gay. Hey, they were born with male parts, but." They're really a female. 
we get into this whole conversation, we start changing laws and traditions and school rules and things like that. Well, what happens when somebody says, hey, I love more than one person? Possible, or hey, that's not right. They could easily jump back to, well, how is it that you can tell this person, hey, yes, you're a man, but you still love a man. But me as a man, I can't love two women. Or I can't want to be married to two women. Who's to say that that's true? That that's not true. Because us being a Christian nation or society, they could easily go to the Bible and say, "Hey, this person was married to six or seven women." It's a slippery slope, so it creates other opportunities. What about when? The 18-year-old comes in and says, hey, I like this 15-year-old over here. It's illegal, right? But what happens when you start to get a lot of people behind that 18-year-old? What happens? Then, hey, maybe this is true. Are Are we going that far? Are we willing to go that far? How far are we willing to go? Again, it creates opportunities. And you guys may think that I'm stretching this, but who ever thought that we would have gotten to this point? Who ever thought that we would have gender-neutral bathrooms? Who saw that coming? Who saw this coming with gender-neutral homecoming? Again, I told you somebody got really upset because I invited them to listen to the show. Because not everyone is ready for this. So how far are we willing to go? How far are we willing to go with our children? What are you going to do when your when your child comes home and says, "Hey, your daughter comes home and says, "Hey, daddy, I'm I'm going to be homecoming king." What are you going to do? Because the SGA president, he said, hey, who are we to tell people whether or not they should be king or queen, whether or not the boys have to be kings or the girls have to be queens? Who are we to tell these people? And just to give you guys a little background information on Montgomery County, uh, Montgomery County, uh, Maryland, is actually a suburb of Washington, D.C. And if you've ever been to Montgomery County, um, or whether, uh, whether you have or have not been, Montgomery County, there's a lot of money flowing in Montgomery County. Uh, it is one of the wealthiest counties in America. Uh, the average, average household income in Montgomery County is over $95,000. So it's it's a very wealthy uh, county. It's also um, a county where a lot of kids are dying from overdosing on heroin. And this is recent. Like this has just come up in the last year or two. Um, 
just to give you an idea of who lives um, in the county. So it's very uh, um, affluent. Um, and, again, the high school is Bethesda uh, Chevy Chase High School, um, if you guys want to read more into it. Um, but very controversial topic. Very uh, thought-provoking, very, very eye-opening. Um, because this is something that continues uh, to to expand. Uh, you know, at, at first people were just trying to get the the right to marry. You know, if two women wanted to get married, hey, we want to get married. Two men want to get married, hey, we want to get married. And now, um, you know, we went from that to um, again national state level meetings where hey, we need to teach kids in, in, in pre-K about sexuality, about um, incest, about, uh, you know, being gay or being lesbian. We we don't feel like they have this in, in their curriculum. We feel like everything is so heterosexual. We feel like everything is being forced on, um, on these kids and – they don't feel comfortable in school. I've sat in the meeting where there were 20,000 people there. And now it has grown to the gender-neutral bathrooms and now the, the homecoming. And so it just makes you wonder, well, what's next? What's next? And is this something, I mean... This just passed in Montgomery County um, at Bethesda Chevy Chase High School um, last month in September, the end of September, um, about a week before their homecoming game. Uh, but this wasn't the first time. I told you guys this, this also, uh, you know, is a thing in Wisconsin. And the article even said, um, you know, it's it's happening all over the country. So are we going to get to a place where, hey, everyone has gender-neutral homecomings? If you're a parent, do you know this? If you're a parent, how do you feel about it that's going on at your child's school? Um, if you're a principal, do you, if you don't necessarily agree, do you go with what's in your heart or your beliefs or your culture, or do you play the political role? Uh, because oftentimes I feel like people in public service have a very tough job. Um, you're not allowed to talk to the media about most things. If it pertains to your school and you're a teacher um, or a uh, support staff person, you're not allowed to talk about certain things depending on where you are. Talk about certain things. Usually there's a designated person. So if the media comes out, the news uh, comes out, you have to keep quiet. But where do you guys stand on this? Um, I remember, and just thinking about politicians, I remember a few years ago when President Obama, it was right before uh, the 2012 election, he came right out, President Obama, and talked about his support and uh, his endorsement of 
homosexual laws, and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I really didn't believe it, buy into it. I felt like he did it to win the 2012 election. If you disagree, I'd love you to call in, 818-691-7406. That's the number one. But I felt like he did that to help him in the election in 2012. Because he even talked about how his position had changed. And I just thought it was ironic that his position changed when it was time for the election. You got to stand. Stand firmly. Everybody's not going to agree with you. I wrote a book, Tired of Being Black. I can't tell you the number of black people who disagree, not with the book because they, 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 they won't even open it, but just disagree with the title. And it, and it makes them angry, makes them not want to read the book. I think if they read the book, they would agree with most of the things that are in there. They may not agree with all, but I'm okay with that. But they would agree with most of the things in there because the people who didn't like the title but had enough courage to go ahead and read the book, they came back and said, you know what, this, is, this book is not what I thought it was going to be. So I challenge you guys to stand firm on what you believe. Like I told you early in the show, I'm not going to raise my son to to think that there's a possibility that, you know, he likes men between you and your child. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to raise my daughter to think, hey, hey, Let's explore your sexuality. You might like girls. I'm not going to do that. Now, I do get that when they go to school, there may be some different things, but I'm even going to be involved in, 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 in their education. But ultimately, yes, it is up to them. Uh, eventually, it's going to be their decision, and I'll respect whatever decision they make. But I can only speak for how I would raise my kid. I see we have a call from area code 330. Last four digits are 4094. Call you on the air. Hey, brother. This is uh, Henry. How you doing? I'm good, Henry. What's going on, brother? Hey, brother. I'm just sitting here listening to you. Um. You know, when you ask what's next, well, first of all, before I even go there, I, I'm a person that's 100% against homo, the homosexual lifestyle, 100%. However, I do think that a lot of times, and I'm not speaking about you here, I'm just talking about people who also share that same view of being 100% against it. Sometimes <clears throat> we don't exactly handle the, the situation correctly Sometimes we um, in, in our attempts to talk about it And address it It turns into slander almost And it makes a person who might be On the fence About or about their sexuality Feel very very uncomfortable About stepping to a uh, Heterosexual man And saying hey I need some help here Because he's going to feel like 
that God's going to look at him like he's got the plague. And if we want to help the people, because, I mean, not everybody does. Some people feel, though, if, you, if you're gay, then you're just lost, and I don't want have nothing to do with you and get out of my face. But if we're, if, we're, if we're among the people who want to help, we have to make our stand, but at the same time let the people know that we're open to help those that want to be helped. But, you know, and I just, I just felt like I just needed to throw that out there, um, you know, because I know even a lot of churches and whatever, I've even heard preachers get up and say things like, God made Adam and Eve, he didn't make Adam and Steve. And for all those homosexuals that might be in his congregation, instantly they're going to get a red flag. Okay, well, I know I can't go talk to him about my issues, you know. So if we want to help, I think we need to be a little more um, less uh, attacking, a little bit more um, compassionate, but at the same time making it known that this is not something that we believe is right or or, or good uh, for the community. Uh, As far as what's next, I think they're trying to eliminate gender, period. And, you know, actually before that even happens, you know, some of the hardest writers for the gay gay agenda, even though they say there's not an agenda, but you can obviously see there's an agenda for all the stuff that's going on in the name of the homosexual, or the the name of the gay movement. Um, Pedophiles are really riding this because the pedophile understands that if the more gay rights are passed, and this is like you said earlier, then they can no longer be held accountable as being sick, you know, or be viewed as being sick. They can just simply say, well, hey, listen, the gay people feel that they were, they were born this way. I was born to like younger people. And so therefore I should be able to have my rights. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, pedophilia was taken off the books as being a mental illness of some form uh, a couple of years ago. So they're already headed in that direction. And there's a group called NAMLA, I think it's N-A-M-L-A, that has been around, I think, since the 60s, if I'm not mistaken, of a group of, of men who wanted to uh, be able to have the right to date younger men or younger boys, actually. It's a boy-loving, men-loving boys association or something like that. And they've been around since the 60s, I think. Um, but my question to people who will want to eliminate gender is going to create a lot of problems that I don't think they were foreseen. You know, you're denying nature by saying that there's a new nature. What about domestic abuse? If you get a man and a woman and the man gets in an argument with his wife or a girlfriend, he punches her in the face. Is that when the police show up, are they going to view that as like just two dudes fighting or two women fighting or just two people fighting? I mean, you know, if if, if a man is punched, beaten on a woman in public, should, is it now justifiable that all the males jump in and help that woman since she's not really, you know, there's no difference between her and me? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to eliminate gender, then you had to take the consequences that come with it. Now, I don't, I don't. Maybe you can correct me on this, but I don't think it, in the military. I don't think our women really actually go out into actual war, do they? I think they're in the military, but I don't think they're actually on the battlefield. Am I correct in that? Uh, that I'm not sure. I would have to ask somebody who's a female who's been um, in the military or. Um, 
or in that situation, or a man who's who's witnessed that. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I've never heard of women coming home with stories about how they were out, you know, shooting back and forth and throwing grenades or whatever. I, I never heard that. I've always heard the men say that, but the women were there, but they were serving in a different capacity. But if you eliminate gender, if if that is the case, then you're going to be out there on that battlefield just like everybody else. And, you know, how are you going to teach reproduction where the semen and the egg well, one of us has a semen and one of us don't. One of us has an egg and one of us don't. How are you going to be able to teach reproduction without there being gender? There has to be, I mean, there has to be a difference between the man and the female for the two to have to come together because two of the same kind can't come together and produce the child. So you're going to be forced to honor gender in that teaching. Unless there's somebody, you know, and, even if it, even if you go the artificial insemination way, where did you get that semen from? So, you know, it, it, it's, it's too, you know, what about showers? Do you want your 15, 14-year-old daughter going to shower with the 14, 15-year-old boys because there's no such thing as gender anymore? Because it, either it is or it isn't. <laughs> so we, I don't think hey, we're think thinking. That, that's the... That that's the that that's the point that that that's the overall point that I that I've been trying to make, and that is where we're headed um, makes me wonder where this is going to stop, or where where where, or what's next. Again, I I can only say how I am as a teacher and how. I really believe I would be as a parent. Um, but at the same time, it really does make me wonder what's next because when you start opening these types of doors, um, I don't know where the where, where the bottom is. I don't know where this is going to end. And if my child, like, again, I get that we're trying to protect against bullying or we want people to feel comfortable and feel safe, okay. But what about the people or the person who is on the other side? Like I, like I asked before, what about their two kids, uh, you know, in the homecoming court per grade level? Suppose... For the homecoming king and queen, suppose my son wins homecoming king and he identifies as a boy, but he has to now, uh, I guess, be associated with or affiliated with somebody who doesn't, and now he is um, vulnerable to bullying. Is that fair to my son? You know, so, uh, those, you, those are you, the is, those are the questions I have. Which is, are you saying if the son, if your son wins home came, homecoming queen king, and then another boy wins homecoming queen, that they exactly. would have to be pictured as as a couple, even though the one guy doesn't identify with the gay with the homosexual situation. Right, and I know that there, I know I know that homecoming king and queen is it, it's not a it's not a you. You guys are a couple thing, 
but while you're trying to make one person feel comfortable and feel safe, you might be making the other person feel uncomfortable and unsafe. What about the scenario of all the females who identify with being a female, but every year they're losing homecoming queen to a man? Exactly. Exactly. That that Why that's we... the point that I'm, that's the point that I'm trying to make because again, you may think that I'm I'm going too far with this, but I think that it really can go this far because what happens with when you talk about gender gender neutral things, what happens when a boy decides, you know what, I identify as a female, I'm going to try out for the girls basketball team. Hmm. Then, what questions? <laughs> what what questions come up then? And I'm not and, and I'm not talking a matter of right and wrong here. I'm talking a matter of because again, God gave everybody free will. Who they are, what they identify with, no matter how they come. Rodney is cool with everybody uh, unless you cross the line of disrespect. We cool. I have family members who are homosexuals. I don't have any problems with them. Love them dearly. We have a great time whenever I see them. You know, there there are people who, you know, I've met in school or at work, and we all good. As long as you don't disrespect me, you know, or, you know, that's where I draw the line. As long as we cool, as long as we, as long as we respect each other, I'm fine with you. However, you got all of these questions that come up. Because I really want to know, like, the people who support real things are, hey, just because it's a boy doesn't mean he identifies as a boy. What happens when your daughter goes out for the basketball team and she doesn't make the team because some boy who identifies as a girl makes the team? What happens when... Your daughter, like you just said, goes in to shower, and there's a boy in there. But you can't say anything because he says, hey, I identify as a girl. Going in the bathroom. And I, think, and I think we need to keep in mind that just because a person said that they identify with being the other sex doesn't necessarily mean taking the um, – that they that they've taken the uh the actions to make themselves look that way. I mean, they can still look like a hundred percent man, but still say that they identify with being a woman. So it's not like a a guy that's in the ladies' locker room that looks like a girl. It's just a guy in the ladies' locker room that looks like a dude. And what's to, what's to prevent a straight guy from saying, "Well, hey, you know, I'm gay because I want to go in here and look at the dude and look at the girls." I mean, what what's what's to prevent Deception. Well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I totally do. And how do you prove that? And how, I don't and here's know. Another question. Go ahead. Here's another question. If we're trying to eliminate gender, then why would there even be the terms king, homecoming queen, or king in the first place? The the, the two terms automatically speak of gender themselves. We're to me there would just be one person who won everything as a homecoming person. 
that's a, that that's another interesting point. I mean, it's hypocritical. I I I I honestly just don't know um, if there is a yeah this at, at this particular high school. Um, I think we have to ask ourselves a couple of questions. What led to this discussion? Because it didn't just uh, end up as a as a vote. And by the way, uh, you guys listening, uh, the vote was four to one. And as I was reading that, one of the questions that that came to mind was, well, what um, what happened to the one person who voted against it? Um, because I've seen people be, I mean, just downright. I mean, just ridicule. I mean, just just bashed because they did not say the right things, or, or they did not necessarily agree. So, one of the thoughts when I saw the vote count, I said, "Well, so this wasn't unanimous. Somebody said, hey, like I don't agree with this.' So I wonder what happened um, to that person because they disagreed. But I just think." And I'm going to say this again I don't know what the answer is Because it's such a touchy subject And I've heard people in private tell me Hey, this is how I feel However, I can't speak up Because you're not supposed to say anything against it And to me, I just think that that kills democracy That kills free speech because however you feel about a, a particular issue, you should be able to speak up on it. If we can have politicians saying one thing this week and saying something totally different next week, or we can have people in high places using the N-word, and then when they get caught, they can say they apologize and, you know, it's all good, why can't you speak? Up about how you feel about a particular thing. Uh, here, real quick, I'm going to read these comments in uh, uh, online. And the first person said, uh, uh, "What is the criteria for homecoming royalty these days? Uh, what title or titles is are suggested?" And then the second person said, king and queen are words defined by male and female. Redefining gender is dangerous. I'm sorry, it's dangerous. I'd rather see them abandon the popularity contest altogether. What are your thoughts on that? You asked me the question, or that's what the thing said? Uh, That's what it said, but I just wanted to know if you had any thoughts on that. On either one of those. Well, well, the the last one, you know. See, competition didn't seem to be unhealthy, become unhealthy until it became um, a hot topic. And mm-hmm. you know, I think I think that every uh, LGBT person, if they would be truly honest with themselves. 
would, would admit that the reason that this is going as far as it has going, whether you view it good, bad, or indifferent, is because LGBT people have been looked down upon and mistreated and talked about and slandered for so many years that they, they that and, and, and it was you know, made taboo and everything else that now they feel as though that now that they've got some momentum, they need to run this thing as far as they can possibly get it. And they're running it to the point that they don't necessarily care if it they if they run it to the to the elimination of say straight people or straight people in their views or straight people who want to stand up for being straight. They really don't care about that because they feel as I think they may feel as though that if they it, it would be better to create a world where all sexual preferences are okay including if you want to be straight, then to make their differences, because as long as you emphasize differences, you're going to, you're going to emphasize people who like it and who don't like it and people who are going to, you know, attack one another because of it, because of it, you know. I think that's why we're, we're on this, this road. Do you think that uh, things will continue to go down this path, or do you think that, We'll start to retract and move, I guess, back towards where we were 20, 30 years ago when it came to this topic. What do you think is going to happen in the future? I think, I personally, I think, well, we know we've always had gay people. They didn't just suddenly start be, being gay. It's just, I think that they're just extremely um, happy that they're able to be acknowledged and have rights and laws passed in their favor and so on and so forth, and they pretty much don't know how to act. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they're a kid with a new toy, so they're trying to get the most they can out of it. Okay, and I can understand that if you're looking at it from their point of view. However, they are, uh, I think that eventually uh, it's going to backfire and there's going to be some backlash because you're going against uh, the natural order of things, which they would argue against. Um <clears throat> But they're going against them. Every time you go against the natural order of things, you're going to suffer disaster at some point. Disaster is inevitable. So it might feel good for a while, but eventually you might create something that you can't reverse. You, know, you might create a new disease. Um, I mean, any, any you know, you're subject to anything unnatural when you're going against what is natural. You know, and that and the sky is the limit to what that could be. You know. So I think we will so, probably have to learn our lesson the hard way. So I got a, I got another question uh, while I got you as as we you know uh, wind down on the show. Um, what about the people who say, "Hey, I was born gay," or "Hey, my child was born gay"? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I got I got two thoughts. One, it is pretty much a proven fact that most people who attest to being gay usually have had some type of experience where they were molested in some form. And people who deny that don't know what happened to them in the crib before they were, when they were like maybe before one and had people touch them or whatever. And so that registered into them, into their psyche and, and creates uh, pulls and desires that they don't know where it come from. <clears throat> so that might be the reason why they think that they were born that way. Uh, uh, secondly, if it was ever proven that a person is 
born with the tendencies to go towards the other to, to go towards the uh, same sex. I think that if if a person truly now now of course now this is going to open up a can another can of worms, but if yeah. a person truly comes to the Creator and wants a relationship with the Creator. It's not about that God doesn't love the gay person. It's just that God has an order, and He, if you, if you establish a true relationship with the true God, He will transform you into what His idea of a man and a woman is. So I don't think that a person who is gay should think that God uh, will not um, embrace them because they're gay. When God does embrace you, if you allow him to, he would transform you into the man or the woman. Because even if you look at the scriptures, it said God made man, God made woman, period. There was no in-between. There was no woman that looked like man or man who thought she was woman and a man, yeah. It was, it was never none of that because the natural order began to drift. As a matter of fact, people who use religion as their reason to be gay or, the, or to say God love, you know, God, because... See, just because God loves you uh, and tells you to come to him as you are doesn't mean that you're supposed to stay the way you are once you come. God, that's, that's the whole purpose of coming to God is so that He can be, so that you can be transformed, not to be embraced in all of your faults. God brings us together and brings us to him so he can correct our faults. But, if, but that would be fruitless if a person did not think that there was anything wrong with being gay in the first place. Interesting. Well, uh, those of you guys who just tuned in, uh, we certainly do appreciate it. Uh, if you have a question or comment, you're listening uh, in the chat room. Uh, you do have to be a registered follower. Uh, if you would like to ask a question or make a comment there, uh, you can also call in. The number is 818-691-7406. Um, and if you're listening uh, by phone, uh, again, I just gave out the number. Uh, just press the number one, um, and we'll pull you in uh, to the conversation. Uh, again, very, very controversial uh, topic. Um, it's just one of those things that uh, there are difference, uh, differences of opinion. There are people on both sides of uh, of the spectrum. There are people who, you know, uh, support the whole LGBTQ movement. There are people who say, "Hey, uh, <laughs> not me, not not in my house." Um, and so tonight we're talking about gender-neutral homecomings. Uh, there is a high school in Montgomery County, Maryland, um, but uh, Bethesda Chevy Chase High School, uh, very affluent area, very affluent community, a lot of money uh, flowing in this area. Um, they are in the top ten of the most wealthiest uh, counties in the country, not just in the state of Maryland, but in the United States. Um, and this year they decided to go uh, to a gender-neutral homecoming, which um, allows the, the students to pick uh, which gender they identify with uh, as it relates to um their homecoming court. So if I'm a boy that identifies as a girl, hey, I don't have to be homecoming king. I could be homecoming queen. 
Um, or I can be a homecoming king even if I am a girl. Um, so I know when I was growing up, there was no such thing. It was homecoming king and homecoming queen. And, you know, boys were the kings and the girls were the queens. Uh, if you were Mr. Freshman, you were a boy. If you were Ms. Sophomore, you were a girl. That that was just the way that things were. So um, we do know that things have changed um, over the last couple of years. We know that uh, there's been a big push uh, for our society to be more accepting, um, more aware, definitely more aware, uh, but but probably more so more accepting of the fact that, hey, um, you know, there are a lot of a lot more gay people or lesbians uh, or bisexual people or transvestite or you know or transgender. I think that's the term that they use. But nevertheless, um, people out there, you know, who identify as not being heterosexual, and so. You know, we want to know, hey, let's say your son decides, hey, I want to be homecoming queen. What would you say if your daughter wants to be homecoming king? What would you say? A controversial um, topic just because uh, people people have different beliefs. People have different um uh ways of of living, different ways of doing things. Um uh, would you be okay with that? Um what if your son uh were uh straight but your son had to walk down or be a part of the homecoming court with another guy because the guy says, Hey, I'm a I'm a female. What if you're a politician, community leader? Um, what do you guys say, uh, Henry? Uh, any other thoughts on this on this topic? Well, I don't. I think that um, I, I talked to. Well, I, actually, I, I, I don't want to go there because I don't get off talk off topic. But I think one of the, one of the big um, reasons that the gay movement is so strong because it's it's, it's so strong it's gotten into the church, you know. And I, I'm not necessarily a part of the church. I believe the Bible, but I'm not necessarily into Christianity as as a, um, a mainstream religion. But just looking at the church as a, a group of people who say they believe in the Bible, we have a lot of gay churches. We have a lot of gay friendly churches. And I noticed how the doctrines of the church in many churches, not all, changed when the movement changed. Instead of the church remaining solid in its convictions, it changed, you know, like Obama changed. And, you know, you know, like, you know, for membership purposes, he wanted to lose a lot of members. And uh, or maybe a lot of the a lot of the pastors or whatever were, were gay or, or, or bisexual, you know, and didn't, and, you know, I felt like, well, here's my chance to, you know, embrace the people who are like who 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 uh, are like-minded as myself. Uh, 
I think one of the biggest things that people use in the Bible to justify being gay in the sight of God is, you know, meaning that God doesn't have a problem with it, even though he did say homosexuals were to be stoned. Uh, two things. One of them was that the story of David and Jonathan. For some reason, people always want to make David out to, and Jonathan out to be a gay couple. And, you know, they, never mind the fact that David had, like, what, hundreds of concubines and wives. You know, I mean, that that, that becomes completely irrelevant. You know, <clears throat> I guess it, it doesn't really make sense. And if David was gay, then God would have never anointed him to be king, seeing that the law stated that a gay person was supposed to be stoned. So that, that right there contradicts the idea that David was gay and Jonathan was gay, you know. Uh, the other thing is after the Messiah, Yahushua, came the death, burial, and resurrection, people feel as though that God became a softy. You know, God no longer looks on sin as hardly or, or he changed his mind about some things, you know, and that in the New Testament that there's nothing that is spoken of about homosexuality when there's, there's, there's plenty there's, there's things in there about in the New Testament talk, that speaks against the feminist. Uh, I think even Jew talks about uh, men turning away from the natural use, I mean, uh, from the natural uh, desires and going towards uh, fem- uh, men with men and women with women and so on and so forth. <clears throat> but uh, I talked to a gay guy one time, and he said that the reason that he believes that God, under the New Testament, was uh, didn't have a problem with homosexuality is because he said that the Bible says that in Christ there's neither male nor female <laughs> bound or free, Jew or Gentile, so God doesn't see gender anymore. And and see, you know, when you look at the guy who was gay, who also said that he didn't have a problem with a farmer who wasn't around any uh, people that he didn't have a, he, he could understand why he would go and have sex with his with a with a sheep. He also said that, see. But the reason that that doesn't make any sense is because the same apostle Paul who wrote that in Christ there was neither male nor female was also the same apostle who wrote that the head of the man is the woman and the head and and, and, and that every let every uh man uh, man have his own wife and every uh woman have her own husband. You know, he, he spoke of gender. So it's just a lot of confusion. Whenever we get into something, we always want to twist everything to make it say what we want it to say instead of just simply saying, hey, look, I'm gay, that's the way it is, and deal with it. Why do you got to bring God into it and make it seem like he's condoning what he clearly condemns? But 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 to that point, Henry, there, there are people who say, well, if we're not going to bring God in it, then why bring God in it to say, hey, it's wrong? If 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 in, in other words in other words um, what do you say to those people who say well if we're not going to bring God in it or the Bible in it then why bring it in it to I guess condone homosexuality to condone it or to condemn it either one well I think the original conviction as far as something that was written that even got us saying that 
you know, homosexuality was wrong in the first place was the Bible, seeing that the nation was supposed to be established upon Christian principles. Outside of the Bible, it's just a natural straight man who just ain't going for that. So either way that you want to look at it, I, I don't really, if a person wants to be gay, then they can be gay. Nobody can make, can ungay you. I mean, nobody can make you not a homosexual. But when you, the problem I have is the people who want to go and say that they're gay and God is all for it or God is the one who made me like this and then try to take the scriptures, they are the ones who take the scriptures and say, well, this doesn't mean that God changed his mind. Because, see, now you're trying to change the book that condemns it. If you want to be gotcha. gay outside of the book, then you be gay outside of the book. But don't be trying to change the book. Listen, again, this is just one of those things, man, that uh, regardless of where you stand um, on this topic, you just got to understand that or, I guess, recognize that there are going to be uh, tons of people um, on the other side of the fence. And regardless of where you are, I'm going to make a few points here. Number one, wherever you are with it, be true to yourself. Because we live in a trendy society. We live in a society where if you don't go with the norm, people are going to want to stone you to death. We live in a society where if you speak the truth or if you speak what's in your heart or if you speak um, against what 95% of America is saying, people are going to be mad at you. And they're going to try to find everything that they can to uh, either silence you or just get rid of you altogether. The other thing is, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier, and that is wherever you stand on this, that's between you and you, that's between you and your child, you and whoever matters to you. But I'm not going to sit here and say to anyone, I'm going to raise my child to think something that I don't necessarily uh, agree with or go along with. Um, and... I'm going to tie in what Henry said when he first came on, and that is um, I want people to feel safe to me and saying, hey, this is who I am. This is how I am. That I want you to do. Regardless of whether you think who you are is right or wrong, I, I love it when people are comfortable around me and saying, hey, this is who I am. Whether it's being a homosexual or what I said earlier about if they're a drug dealer, I would rather know who you are 
if I'm not the same thing, even if I don't identify with the same things that you do, I'd rather know who you are. I don't want to find out at homecoming that my son wants to be a girl. I don't want to find out that way. So I want people to feel comfortable telling me things. And again, I'm totally fine with people choosing to be homosexuals. The same way I am with them choosing to be prostitutes. The same way I'm okay okay with people saying I want to be a drug dealer or a drug abuser. The same way I'm just okay with whatever people tell me they want to be. I'm okay with it. However, I think when we start to open doors, I don't think we realize how many doors are behind that door or to a shed, and there may not be any other doors there. It may just be that one door. But you could open a door to a mansion, and there may be 30 more doors behind that one. Translation, certain things are a slippery slope. And when you start to say, hey, let's make a law for this, let's make a rule for this. And I'm even going to jump on this, too, before we get off of it. Because I've heard people say, because I'm black, I'm a black man, well, and here I'm going to give you a chance to respond to this, too. Well, what about black people and civil rights and equal rights? How do you feel about that? Well, that no one has ever forced anyone to be uh, gay or straight. I don't believe that. I don't believe nobody made you, that that, that anybody forces you uh, to love anybody or to be a certain way. Or, like, nobody told me I had to marry the woman that I married. Nobody told me I had to love her. Nobody told me I had to pick her. Nobody told her she had to love me. Nobody told her she had to marry me. Nobody told her she had to pick me. We met and we decided we chose each other. We chose to be together. We fell in love. We decided to get married. However, when it comes to me being black, I didn't get a choice. I didn't get a choice. And even when people say, hey, I was born this way, uh, you know, okay, that's what you believe. But I just don't think that you're going to be born with man parts if you were meant to be a female. That, That just, to me, that opens up so many other doors. Um, But when it comes to my skin color, I can do I can do any I can do a million things to my to my skin. It's not gonna change the fact that I'm African American. It's not gonna change that. Now I may may maybe depending on what I do, may may appear differently. 
but I know that I'm still African-American. I know that I'm still black. People make that argument, and they say, well, what about black people? And it's like, well, do whatever you want. But it's not going to change the fact that I'm black. So to me, when people make that argument, it's like you really have no case to me. To me. And again, jump right in there. Uh, Henry, I'm going to go to you first. And anybody out there listening, you got something to add? Because I love education, love to be educated. Again, as long as you keep it respectful, we can get along. But go ahead, Henry. Well, I think... You know, when we when we was supposedly released from slavery, we were supposed to be given the same rights as any other citizen, and we weren't. We were denied new laws were even put in place, black codes and all kinds of things, uh, specifically to oppress us and to keep us in a uh, uh, a bad way. And the reason that this doesn't apply to the gay agenda is because this applied to black people whether they were gay or not. I mean, we just can't assume mm-hmm. that everybody that came out of slavery was straight. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of slaves that were raped, raped and all kind of stuff, you know. Uh, so they were, you know, so they, we would have faced the same taboos as anybody else would in society being gay as anybody else. And you can be gay in secret, but we can't be black in secret. So, you know, so that, that's not the same, you know, that, that's not the same uh, stance you know, we're not being hypocritical, <laughs> and 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 it's not the the same thing as the civil rights movement at all. Yeah. Period. What thoughts, my brother? Well, you know, I, I would just like to reiterate what I said um, in the beginning, since we got new callers, you say, and that is, you know, if you're coming in, or if you're listening to other. People talk about this who are pro homosexual, who are pro uh, heterosexual. It, you know, it often sounds like we are bashing gay people. You know, I personally am not bashing gay people. I personally, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a believer in truth and righteousness and and the, the original uh, um, uh, teachings of the scriptures, which is against homosexuality. But at the same time, I recognize that. When gay people want to have gay marriage in America, that is their right because they're not asking for gay marriage in God's kingdom. They're asking for gay marriage in a wicked and an ungodly nation. America seems like it's this Christian, upright, holy nation when it's not. It's probably one of the most wickedest nations on the earth. But every time the country does something crazy, we act like we're so surprised that they did it. But I, this is what wicked nations do. In America, the reason that everybody acts so surprised is because America is hypocritical in its wickedness. America will make it seem like we're still this wonderful nation, great country and everything else, and how we need to go back to this and go back to that. You know, if we were so great, why, would we, why do we need to go back? And, then, and the further you go back, sometimes the more wickeder we get. So, you know, it's, it's, this nation has never really been a righteous nation. However, it has given us the impression that has been a righteous nation because of the benefits that certain groups of people have lived in the contrast of the, of the times that have passed. You know, like back even back when we were oppressed, the family was a little more closer together back then. 
So we look back at that time, on those times, and they were good times because the family made the good times in spite of the oppression. You know, but that doesn't mean that it was really good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I, I would just say that, you know, gay people can do whatever they want to do, and it's up to God to stop that, you know, and the saints to stand in, in righteousness and, and, and affect what will be affect, affected and what won't be affected won't be affected until, until the most high come in and do what he's going to do. You know, we we got a part to play, the most high got a part to play. The most high won't come in and do nothing if his people ain't making a stand. But I think our biggest stand is not necessarily what goes on in the nation, but what goes on in our churches who say that they are living by the book. You know, I can't rebuke the guy on the street because he's gay because, you know, hey, that's who you are. But when you, the instant that you say you're not honoring God in the Bible, then I can take you to the scriptures and let the scriptures rebuke you and say, no, this is not what the books say. So that's that's my only stand, and I'm not condemning you. You're condemning yourself by trying to twist the words of that book to say something that it's not. So that is between you and God. But I'm not going to be accountable to, to stand before him and have God say, why didn't you tell him what the words say? <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you what the words say, and it is up to you. And chances are you already know anyway. <laughs> so that's all I got to say. <laughs> I can dig it, my brother. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna say this, guys. You have all the power in the world to be anything you want to be. Don't be um, who everyone tells you you should be. I'm gonna say. Don't be anything outside of who you were born to be. It's just you. Be you. And whoever you are, be that person to the best of your ability. Guys, we're only eight days away from the election. In fact, in eight days, we'll probably know who's going to be the next president. We really hope that you'll join us for a special edition of the Butterfly Evolution Show next Monday night as we count down uh, to the election. We're going to have another great show for you. We hope that you'll join us. Same time, same station. And believe it or not, Henry and everybody else out there listening, I will actually be one year older the next episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Again, this has been Rodney filling in for Tammy. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And this song right here goes out to Cousin Diane down in Atlanta. Long, a long time coming.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.